Are you sending direct mail? Is your phone ringing off the hook with motivated seller calls? If it's not, it's probably because you're not marketing. One of my favorite ways to reach motivated sellers is by using direct mail. And the reason is, is I can target those who may have recently got a divorce or who have inherited a property from a death um, and so on and so forth. I can also target high equity. I can target absentee owners. And it is a tried and true way to get your message out. And more importantly than that, to get your phone ringing. I want you guys to go to dpipodcast.com forward slash direct mail so you can see the exact mail provider that I use. I want to share them with you. They do letters and postcards. Letters as low as 59 cents and postcards as low as 39 cents. Mike and I send hundreds, if not thousands of postcards and letters to motivated sellers in our market every single week. Reason is, is because it works and we are going to continue to send direct mail because it works. So if you're not using a mail provider already, we want to share with you the company that we use. And they will hook you guys up with special pricing. Mention David Dodge or Mike Slane when you contact them. Go to dpipodcast.com forward slash direct mail to get more information. Welcome to the Discount Property Investor Podcast, where we show you how to buy real estate at a discount so you can create wealth over time and income today. Our mission is to share what we have learned from the experience of others and help you make more money investing like a pro. We want to teach you how to create wealth by investing in real estate, the discount property investor way. Thanks for tuning in. All right, guys, welcome back to the Discount Property Investor Podcast. This is your host, David Dodge, with co-host Mike Slane. Hey, Mike. Hey, guys. Thanks for joining us, man. I'm excited to be back recording. It's been uh, too long. It has sometimes been a while. we Sometimes we get some episodes recorded, and then uh, we go a little while before we actually get to, to come in and, and record. So how you doing, Dave? I'm doing pretty good, Mike. Yeah. yeah. Closed a couple deals this last week, as you know, so I'm yeah. um, feeling pretty good, Dude, man. We're rocking and rolling, man. It's 100 miles an hour, it feels like, all day, every day. We did, uh, we were just looking at the financials, and uh, we closed 17 deals in June. Yeah. <laughs> man, that's a, that was a busy month. Yeah. It's awesome. It was. Like, it's just absolutely awesome. 17 deals. Yeah. So that includes uh, purchases, assignments, and double closes. Um, we count double closes as a single. Though. As a single right. single deal, though, right, yeah. right. But uh, and then we purchased a couple that were wholetailing, doing little minor rehabs. But total yeah. of seventeen different purchases. Yeah. So if you so. see the bags under the eyes, it's <laughs> partially because we've had a we've been keeping ourselves busy. That's right. All right, That's guys. Right. So if you're a first time listener, uh, what we like to talk about on this show is wholesaling real estate. That's our primary. Uh, goal is to help it's other people what learn. What we do best. It is. It's what we do. It's where we make our money. So we talk about wholesaling real estate, and we put together a pretty neat free course. We've had nothing but, I think, five-star reviews every time people uh, review it for us. We have. We've had almost so, 2,000 people take it. Knock and, on wood. Uh, yeah. over 25-star reviews. We haven't had a single review that's not 
a five-star review. Yeah. Knock on wood. We're not challenging anyone to do that. <laughs> but again, we're, we're very happy with uh, the course <clears throat> we put together, and we think that a lot of people are getting some good value out there. So if you're not familiar, uh, please go check out freewholesalecourse.com, or you can go back and listen to our free episodes. The first 10 to 20 episodes, we hit on the what and the how of wholesaling uh, mm-hmm. quite a bit more. So you're able to to learn all that from us for free. Right. So right. very simple overview of what wholesaling is, Dave. It's basically we go out and we do some marketing for a property and we find a property that is a really good deal and we sell it for a pretty good deal mm-hmm. to another investor. So Yeah, I like to say we buy great and we sell good. Yeah. You know, really so good, we yeah. essentially just uh, make that spread right in the middle. And we are able to buy great because we can close fast, we pay cash. I mean, make it easy. Mm-hmm. So it's a very simple business, guys. Not a whole lot to it. We did 17 deals in June, and there's no reason that uh, if you're new to this business that you can't, you know, do your first deal within. Uh, I don't know. What do you think, Mike? Couple weeks? Absolutely. Again, um, so we actually recently had somebody ask us. You know, hey, if I. Uh, you know, start doing this. Can I expect to close a deal in my first 30 days? And the answer is yes and no. Uh, you, <laughs> you absolutely can't expect to close a deal in 30 days. Oh, yeah. But one of the things with real estate is building a pipeline. Mm. And once you get a property under contract, you're going to have uh, an inspection period and several days before uh, the title work is actually done. So, I mean, even the fastest, the absolute fastest that you can even buy cash on a property, I mean, I'd say it's probably three to five days. Yeah. I mean, mean, that is literally the fastest. That's the fastest because the title company is going to need that much time to process the paperwork. And that is if it's a clean title, all that stuff. So typically it's going to be a minimum of two weeks and that's a pretty quick closing. So true. Um, So so we always plan on maybe 30 days out is what I would say. And that's how we kind of know where our pipeline is at. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. again, yes, you can get one done that quickly, but it's not necessarily always going to be that fast. Right. And one thing I do want to add, Mike, you know, not trying to brag or or boast about Mm. our business by any means, 17 deals was a ton, but you know, we didn't start a month ago. We also have a huge pipeline of following up with people and the money is in the follow-ups. Maybe that'll be our next podcast is the money's in the follow-up. We'll just talk about that a little bit more, but um, you know, back to what you were saying, it's absolutely possible to do your first deal in one month, but usually, you know, it may take somebody two months. And the reason is, is because there is a lot of things that you know have to take place with inspection periods, so on and so forth. But also, it's very difficult to do one call closes. It's very difficult to go out and meet with individuals and just say, hey, I'll pay you this for it. And then they say, okay. And then you sign and then you find a buyer. Oftentimes, you have to negotiate with that individual and you just follow up with them several times Dude, before you can get that, that, you know, them to agree on the fact that your offer isn't unfair. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. No, and then that's, so just to be 100% transparent, I've said it in the past, it took me, I think, about six months from when I quit my job, my full-time job. Totally. And dove into real estate full-time and actually closed the deal. Yeah, had at least three or four for me. So, I mean, again, yes, you could do it in 30 days. you got to be a quick learner. you got to be a hard worker. And it right. definitely can But happen. once you did that first deal, let's say six months, mm-hmm. month seven, you probably did two or three. And then right. month eight, you probably did two or three or right. more. Because you have that pipeline, so let's do a whole a different podcast on that. Um, sure, so on following up. But today we want to talk about rolling with the punches. Love it. So rolling with the punches, and I actually like to box, so it it's is a good term for me. It's perfect. It's perfect. And uh, I guess I, I kind of was uh, helping one of our uh, joint venture partners or junior buyers, we call them around here, mm-hmm. um, and she came in and she was just so upset because 
she's got by St. Louis standards a pretty big deal. Yeah, uh, a very big deal. It was, uh, and I'm not going to go into the address at this point because we're yeah. still uh, sure, we're still sure. under contract and still waiting for everything to happen. But we're purchasing this property for a little over a half a million dollars, five hundred and fifty thousand dollars. We're mm-hmm. purchasing the yeah, so it's a, it's an apartment complex, mm-hmm. multi unit par- apartment complex, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and we're selling it for I think it was six ten at the time. Mm-hmm. And she came in and and she's dealing with the buyer, she's dealing with their hard money lender. So the buyer is getting hard money on it because he figured it would be faster than getting his bank loan and everything. And he's got, you know, plenty of cash to put into the deal. But she's been dealing with this hard money company that's given her trouble and saying, hey, listen, we can't close it when we agreed to. Mm. And Mm. she's been working this deal for months uh, with the seller. She's got a great relationship with the seller. And he knows, I mean, there's full transparency. He knows we're buying and selling and flipping it. So it's, it's really no big deal. But she was just super upset because this person was telling her that they couldn't close it on time. And I said, listen, it's not that big of a deal. What you've got to do is look at it as an opportunity, an opportunity to improve the seller's situation and an opportunity to improve our situation as well. Mm-hmm. So what we did is we said, listen, if we're going to have to fund this deal, we're basically going to gap fund the buyer of this deal. So we'll take down the apartment complex, this $550,000 deal. But what's going to happen is we're going to have money costs associated with that. So I said, Lisa, here's what we're going to do. We're going to go to the set, the buyer, your end buyer, and we're going to tell him. Yeah, don't panic. Don't panic. Yeah. Let's figure this out. Exactly. We're coming up with a solution. So it, again, it's, it's the deal's not dead just because that buyer can't close when we told the seller that we, we could close. Right. Now, two, two points. I want to interrupt for one sec, Mike. Yeah. One, we got the original deal with an option agreement. Mm-hmm. So we weren't even really obligated to buy it. The seller was just so motivated. And again, it all comes down to motivation, guys. Check out the first 10 podcasts. We talk about it a ton. Uh, the seller was so motivated that he just wanted to sell it. So we told him, listen, you know, we're, we're, we're wholesalers and we're, you know, we know a lot of investors, but we personally aren't gonna buy this. Right. However, we can help you buy it. So we used an option agreement. Second point I wanted to make, so we had, we had no obligation to purchase it. Second point I wanted to make is we had no money in this deal, zero, because we were able to use the end buyer's earnest money to put forward towards our own earnest money. Mm-hmm. We made the end buyer's earnest money non-refundable, and then we even told the seller that our earnest money was also non-refundable. So in the event that the buyer walked away, the seller would at least get something. Right. So and that's, go ahead. I didn't no, mean to I appreciate you, those that. are two points that I really wanted to stress. I appreciate that, Dave, because that's a really good point. So that's part of the reason why Lisa was so upset, because we told him it was an option, and then we committed. We said, listen, we've got somebody. We're locked in and ready to buy this property. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that was, uh, again, another point of contention. It was just something that uh, she was upset about. So I said, don't worry about it. So what we did, we called the buyer, the end buyer, and we said, uh, this is this is a situation, you know, I we're happy to work with you. We want to sell you the property, but we're going to have to fund this. We're going to have to hold this for another week, and that has some real cost to it. It does. And so, we got to go to the bank, and we got to line up all the documents and right. everything, and, and it's a, just a pain in the butt. So it's going to cost us about one point. It's going to cost us 1% of our, our purchase price, and we said it's going to cost us about $5,500. If we extend the closing uh, a little over a week for you, will you pay that money cost? And he said, well, yeah, I mean, I don't really want to, but I will, I get it. I totally understand where you guys are coming from. I really want the property. Mm -hmm. Uh, Let me go back to my hard money lender and see if they can get this sped up. 
So we said, okay, that's fine. So he called his hard money lender back and he said, you know, I really can't, that's fine. Uh, you know what, the 5,500 you guys recommended, that's fair. I totally understand where you're coming from. Send me the contract, or send me the amendment to the contract. Now, do we do 5,500 or, or do we do 6,100? We do 5,500. So they know what we're buying it for then, essentially? Yeah, they already know. Oh, they already know. It's full transparency, this deal is full transparency. Oh, cool, very cool. All parties involved know exactly what's happening. That's great, those are the best yeah. type of deals. Yeah. So. We, Are we, we assigning it to or not? No, we're double closing. Why? It. If they know, we should. Oh, I guess because the hard money the hard lender. Hard money lender. Got yeah. it. Okay, got it. So, we we sent the contract over then for I think it was six fifteen five now, and we got that one signed. Uh, well, we actually we didn't. We we prepared the amendment, and then we called the original seller and we said, and this is the part that was it's kind of sad and it's one of those things where we really do have to roll with the punches, and this is the part where Lisa really got upset about it. She. She kind of almost, I mean, was breaking down a little bit. I was just so sorry. I said, I'm so sorry that we have to do this, but, you know, is there any way we can get this extended? And I, that's when I said, I kind of interrupted. I said, hey, I'm on the phone here with Lisa. I'm the, the buyer of the property because Lisa was, again, helping, and I'm the one on, yeah, be on the Yeah, the owner of the company. Right. I said, you know, I apologize. I hate to do this, but can I pay you more money for your property? <laughs> and he kind of gave what? He kind of gave a little bit. And I said, "Yeah, that's that's the part I wanted to open with because we do need a little bit more time on the closing." Mm -hmm. And he said, "You know, I really don't want to. I wanted. I thought we were going to. I, I want to sell this thing yeah, and yesterday." Said, and he said, "But you know, I guess that's fair." So we agreed. We're going to up the purchase price for him twenty five hundred dollars. Mm -hmm. So again, we paid him twenty five hundred dollars to hold the property for another week. Another week. So then we sent the amendments, got them both signed. And we basically increased our sale price by fifty five hundred and increased our purchase price by twenty five hundred. So again, we're creating another win win situation. It was win for the original seller. He's making another twenty five hundred, even though he has to hold it for another. We're making three thousand, right? Because it's fifty five hundred. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So he's making twenty five hundred. That's awesome. That's we're awesome. making another three thousand on the spread, mm -hmm. and the end buyer is still getting the property despite the fact that they weren't able to fulfill their contract contractual obligation to us. Yeah, so but we instead of taking them out, exactly, we keep them in. Creates and... a win win win. Uh, I guess the other point to mention is it was supposed to be a cash deal, and then they changed it to hard money. And again, we're we're not upset about it. We want them to get the properties if they're able to close on it, mm -hmm. and that's exactly kind of what we did. Mm -hmm. So again, it's one of those things in wholesaling. Just be able to to roll with the punches. Like if something comes up, don't look at it always as like, oh, this is the end of the deal, the deal's not gonna close. It's just an opportunity to reevaluate the deal and just look at each component of the deal as it relates to that component. Mm -hmm. The fact that the seller's getting hard money, that's not our problem. Right. The seller has the problem that he can't get funded in right. time to close. So true. So you have to remind them, hey, we're happy to work with you and I understand you're getting hard money, but our contract says that you're a cash buyer, and we were supposed to close at this point. Mm -hmm. We'd love to work with you, uh, but can we just can we renegotiate a little bit? So mm -hmm. that's what we did. Again, it's it's all uh, guys just, rolling with the punches. You know, yeah. it's it's all comes down to uh, it all comes down to just being able to be have the ability to pivot. You know, and and sometimes you have to pivot for the worse. But other times you can pivot for the better. You know, and in this scenario we. We were able to pivot and we were able to make more money. We were able to help the seller still sell this deal. And the buyer was willing to, to pay a little more because it was his fault that the hard money lender wasn't lined up. And um, and he was willing to pay a little more for it. Right. So, you know, in this business, you really have to roll with the punches. And what, what we mean by that is, is there's so many different things that can happen that can throw a curveball in on the deal. 
but you can't let those little things blow up and ruin the deal for you. So it's every, and that's the thing. And, it's it's almost every deal. Absolutely. Like there's, and it's not every. Some of them are super clean and easy, but they're few and far between. Mm -hmm. There's title issues. There's all sorts of things that come up during a transaction that just feel like they're going to derail the whole process. Mm -hmm. Don't let that be your mindset. Just look look at it again, like as well. This is one of the things I have to do to wholesale this property. This is one of the things that I have to, or one of the challenges I have to overcome. Mm -hmm. Your job as a wholesaler is basically to solve problems. So it's just one of the problems you have to figure out, one of the obstacles, one of the hoops you have to jump through. Absolutely. To get the deal done. No, you're right though. Almost every deal it has some sort of, you know, a hoop that we have to jump through. But it's okay because it's worth it to us. And oftentimes, if you are transparent about what's going on, you can solve the problem, you know, fairly easy, because um, just by being transparent, letting people know both sides of what's going on, and um, yeah, just well, roll with the punches, yeah, guys. Yeah, I mean, look at that one. It was almost a sixty thousand dollar profit. Like, we're not going to let that deal fall apart. We'll figure out a way to do it, and. The reason I'd said, oh, we'll actually fund it and lend to the guys because we would do that. If we had to, we would figure out a way to get gap funding for a week. And that really would have significant cost to us. But we'd absolutely figure out a way to get it done. Right. So it's 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 something that, again, you just have to be flexible and get things done. Awesome, Mike. Is there any other deals that you can think of off the top of your head that you've had recently that uh, have had major setbacks like that? I know we we bought one recently over in Baldwin that uh, we had uh, it had a major foundation issue and uh, we had estimated the total rehab with the foundation being around 30 grand mm -hmm. I think we ended up spending 45 mm -hmm. you know and that's another another perfect example of just rolling with the punches we didn't know you know once you start ripping down walls and doing rehabs you find things that you don't know and we weren't going to just throw in the towel we had to finish it Right. I mean, again, it's one of those things. So we just make a smaller profit on that deal. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, we still did okay on it, but it is. It's it's part of the real estate investing game, and you're going to learn one way or the other. Uh, so true. You're going to learn through experience, or you're going to learn from a coach or somebody else who's done it before. And even then, I mean, no one can see everything. Mm -hmm. uh, you're always going to have unknowns in real estate investing because no two properties are alike. And I mean, there, there's just so many variables. Right. Uh, other challenges, I think, I mean, title issues are one of the ones that- uh, Oh, don't get me started on title issues. Well, and that's one of the challenges I think that you have to, again, it's the hardest one to roll with because it's so- Well, it's out of your hands. It's, exactly, it's so out of your control mm -hmm. that it's just extremely difficult mm -hmm. to- uh, We're closing on one tomorrow and the seller's bringing 30 grand to the table. Jeez. He owes thirty-eight thousand on the property. We offered him eight. Oh my gosh! He's bringing thirty thousand dollars to the table, and we're gonna buy it for eight, and we're gonna be selling it on. Uh, let's see, what's tomorrow? Friday. We're gonna we're gonna be selling it next to Wednesday for fourteen. Yeah. So it's a small deal, you know, nothing crazy. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, yeah, it's, it's just, just that area, though, right? Title issues, I mean, man. Can't. Yeah, yeah, it's just that area. And he knows that the property's not worth more than eight. Yeah. And so we offered him eight. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so. Yeah. Well, rolling with the punches, guys. It's definitely something that you know we want you to be aware of, um, and just know that if you have a hiccup on a deal, it's not the end of the world. Don't let the deal blow up. You know, oftentimes, like Mike just explained earlier in this deal, oftentimes if there's a hiccup, we try to find the positive in it. We try to make it. How can this be an advantage to us? And in this scenario, you know, we were actually in, in Mike's scenario, we were able to make an extra three thousand dollars 
by making one phone call to the so two phone calls, two phone yeah, calls, yeah, two yeah phone right. Calls. One to the buyer saying, "Hey, we need more money," and then one to the seller saying, "Hey, we're going to pay you more money," and we just didn't give them all of it. Right, we and I mean, it with them. and quite frankly, I we probably could have gotten by without actually even giving the seller more money. Right, but I, I just. Again, I feel like it's the nice thing. It was the nice thing right to do. Well, he's yeah. got another property that we're trying to wholesale for him. So we didn't want to burn a bridge either. Right. We're, we're trying to you know, get Now he's like, okay, hey, these guys, they, they buy, yeah. they close, well, they pay they, me more money than I was even asking. Well, and more money than we agreed to. Right. And we get it. We inconvenienced him. So we, it's here's a couple extra bucks. Right. You know, I right. mean, it, it's not always about the money. It's just about, you know, doing something that just is, is good. I mean, it's the right. right thing to do. Right. So... Yeah, those people that typically are the most successful in business are the ones that can solve the most problems, guys. Think of it that way, too. So, you know, in real estate, in life, in business, if you have an issue or a problem that arises, you know, don't panic. Don't let it get the best of you. Just take a deep breath and, you know, figure out, hey, how can I solve this? And more importantly, hey, how can I make this an advantage? Mm -hmm. You know, because oftentimes it's an opportunity. Well, it's, it, exactly. It's about it's creating value or solving problems. I mean, that is one of the biggest things that, I mean, we hear a lot of stuff about entrepreneurship and uh, we have another podcast. We talk exclusively about that. So mm -hmm. we're always kind of just talking about entrepreneurship in general. Mm -hmm. But one of the key things is you're creating value. And that's exactly what you're doing as a wholesaler, too. And if you think about it that way, you have to create value for your seller and for your buyer. You think about it that way. You're solving their problem. That's how you're creating value. That's where your value comes so in. So true. You're not just a middleman. I mean, right. you really do have to create value for people, and that's where you're gonna. That's when you're gonna really start to see yourself make some money, yeah. cash and checks. That's true. So uh, I, th I think uh, I think we've kind of talked about rolling with the punches. I'd roll like with to, the uh, roll with the punches, guys. Pivot. If you have to pivot, it's not a bad thing. You know, it's great. Exactly. And you may wholesale a couple and say, "Hey, this isn't what I like. I want to. I want to rehab." Right. You know what I mean? It, you find yeah, out it's pivot, not for you. Figure out what you want to do and mm -hmm. run with that. But at the end of the day, don't give up. You yep. know, be persistent. Consistently, persistently take action. I love that quote. Mm -hmm. It's one of my favorites. But Ooh, I got another one for That's today. not our quote, though. Mike, what's the quote? Let's so hear it. So with rolling with the punches, if plan A didn't work, if, excuse me, if plan A didn't work, the alphabet has 25 more letters. Stay cool. I love that quote. Yeah, again, That's a cool quote, man. <laughs> I really like that quote. It's a quote. quick one we found. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, like we said, please check out the free wholesale course if you're looking to get started investing in real estate or if you're looking for deals uh, exclusively in the St. Louis market right now, check out discountpropertyinvestor.com. Thanks for Awesome. Listening. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening to the Discount Property Investor Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please like, share, and subscribe to help us reach a wider audience. We would also appreciate it if you left us a review on iTunes or Stitcher. Thanks in advance for your support. And remember, you make your money when you buy and get paid when you sell. Now let's go build some wealth.